Welcome to season two of Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosalind McNally and Bibi Dalman. So welcome back, everybody, uh, and welcome back, Rosalind. So good to have you here. In today's episode, we're going to talk about practices um, that we can use to engage with uh, the season of summer, with that quality and how to bring it into our lives so it can support us along the healing journey. So to kick us off, uh, Rosalind, maybe give us an idea of what such practices could look like or maybe even where where we could start with even thinking about practicing i mean how do you practice a season right <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm going to go very easy way out and go go listen to the episode on fire <laughs> <laughs> because summer is the fire energy like do you know it really is like and i'm not going to go rehash and all of what we did in the fire that's why i'm saying go back and listen to it but it is it's the element that is informing us at that time of the year like so what is my relationship to fire to solar energy to the outward energy to the, the masculine energy do you know, like what is my relationship to all that but really about working with fire like so with the fire it can be because we're in the summer we're outward we're creating we're maybe bringing something into reality no matter what that might be we're anchoring it in but as i mentioned in the previous episode we can still be sticking up against certain things like so it can be putting the blocks the resistances the doubts the self-criticism the the harshness of self do you know like all all the things that maybe are limiting us from allowing us to claim that new birth to claim that fullness of ourselves putting them into the fire now like so could be around sort of the old identities that maybe aren't there aren't to be carried forward or aren't going to allow you to be in the fullness of summer to allow that fullness of yourself the full potential of yourself if you think of summer it's the full potential that way like or the parts that think well that's not possible for me like you know putting them into that fire energy like but do go back and listen to the fire because it'll give you far more information about doing your little fire ceremony or working with that element but to me it's like coming into relationship with that there so it can be even around exploring of how am i in relationship to summer you're like what does summer mean to me what are the first 10 words that spring to mind when i think of summer because that's going to tell me the energy that i associate with it yeah, I love that because that makes it just so much more personal, isn't it? Like it's like when we're talking about archetypes and seasons, they every one of us has a different relationship to that. And uh, I think the relationship tells us so much about where to um, sort of anchor into with, with our practices, right? Because everyone it relates to it differently. Some of us like are finding somewhere the most delightful thing and we could go all year round and others of us is like, oh Jesus, it's way too warm. It's way too intense. It's like way too, too much going yeah. on, you know? And so having that conversation, I think is, is, um, is so important because yeah, I don't think there is, there's a specific way of having to be, you know, what summer means. Like when I'm thinking of practice, it's, it's not, I'm not thinking of a practice to get you to a certain level of, and then that means a summer mm. to me, the practices are just 
a way into how are you relating to that quality of being seen, the quality of worthiness, the quality of receptivity. So, you know, on a practical level, we could do a practice such as, you know, breath work. And I was referring to that in, in the last episode, actually. We're really plugging our episodes, this one. <laughs> But I was talking about <laughs> breath work um, and this actually comes from the Katona lineage, this idea of seasonal breath, you know, where the inhalation represents very much the spring, this, uh, the retention after inhalation, very much the summer exhalation is autumn and then the retention holding the breath out after exhalation will represent the winter. So if you look at breath practices and in terms of retaining the breath in after the inhalation, you know, and so ideally... I would encourage you to do that in, in working with a yoga teacher, breath teacher, somebody that's, you know, but for those of you who already have a lot of experience working with the breath, it is really like what happens psychologically at the end of my inhalation when it goes to that point of there's nothing left to do, but just holding the breath in and the quality with which we hold the breath in, you know, I'm like clasping, am I really tight everyone in my body and I lock that breath in, may it never leave again, you know, or am I already my head trying to exhale and get into the next aspect of doing, you know, so everything that we relate to this filling up and how do I feel when I'm filling up and to me is that retention after inhalation can I actually feel, imagine how my cells are absorbing on a level of internal respiration, the oxygen that's actually eventually been delivered to each and every cell, because it's not just, you know, our lungs inhaling and exhaling, the oxygen has to travel via the blood all the way around to every single cell. And so there is a level of summer of the retention of the inhalation of giving time for that to happen. You know, it's a, it's a way of filling up without having to do some. So you've taken the breath and now it's the ripple effects of that as it's fueling your, your, your system. So how do you relate to that? Do you have the patience for it? You know, how do you, um, in terms of the serving, you know, is there aspects and qualities where you go like, uh, yeah, whatever, you know, I don't, don't really, that's enough, you know, that I'm, I'm full enough. This is, this is enough for me. And now we're moving on. So I think there is, there's a lot, um, that you can work with the breath practice in this way in a combination with the journaling practice or meditation practices, just to reflect on, um, yeah, your relationship to the capacity of the holding after all the doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like in in that breath, you're actually seeing what can I take in. Like, you know, like so that's the same as what have if I've grown something and moved through into a summer phase in my life, can I take it in? Like, can I allow myself to really be in it? Like, and the way we would work with the breath practice in that way is when when you only start now like retention practice, you would never you would never force it. You know, it's really important that you we'd work actually on the quality of the inhalation. So in that way it's actually the quality of spring. But you work with the quality of the inhalation and that sets you up for your ability to hold the breath in, you know. Um and then working very gently and it's literally just an awareness. Whenever you try and force the breath, that just really really hikes up the um the nervous system towards like a fight or flight fear response in that way so that's not something that i would recommend but it's really a it's a very gentle and patient approach to the quality of my inhalation and then just staying with it and noticing how long the breath stays in naturally and then don't really extend it much more and just practice a few times what your natural capacity is to hold in and just stay present within that and you're going to notice that as you're doing this over a couple of days or weeks the capacity to hold in 
almost magically sort of extends without you having to necessarily count or hold or, you know, and they're, they're beautiful counting practices as well. But that's where I find we usually overdo when we talk about practices where we overdo that summer element. It's like I take a breath in and then I grasp and hold a breath and I count for 60 regardless what, you know. Um, so this is, to me, that is not really, that's sort of like you were talking about in the last episode, sort of the shadow side of the summer, you know, it's that, that sort of grasping and holding on to, um, so yeah, something as simple as like a breath practice and, and a focus on, on the retention after the inhalation can give you so much food for thought and, you know, and you can take that from a practical level of like just your practice on the mat to, you know, bring it out and go, what does that mean to me outside? Yeah. Lovely. Really nice. Another one springs to mind is beauty. Because if you think I just like at the moment, like, you know, we're sort of have little lights outside you know we're got the little fire put outside and all they're like you know we don't be bringing flowers not as much flowers but we don't even buy flowers to put into the house we're all summer we're bringing flowers in all the time like into the house like do you know because it's just a different energy like where else now it's the candles are being lit you know rings being cleaned and put into different places little nests are being created but in summer it's like the windows are all fully open the doors are open letting all the light in as much as possible the places has more flowers about it like so it's the beauty like do you know, like, so when we're looking at nature, we're seeing so much more beauty in it through all of the trees being maybe in full bloom, the flowers all coming out in their own different times, but all that life like that is there right in front of our eyes, taking up the whole space. Like, so it's like, how is that informing me? Like, so can I bring that beauty into my life, into myself? Can I see it in myself? Do you know, like, but maybe it's it's in my space that I create that there. So especially if I'm finding maybe I am inside rather than outside due to whatever I may be working on or what's going on in life, can I bring some beauty into that there? But also then can I allow the beauty to inform me in this space around my relationship with what is beauty, what is beautiful? Because it can be in every part of the cycle, like, but because it's so bright and vibrant and alive at the summertime, it's like, can I feel that in myself? Can I allow that vibrancy to be there, like, do you know, like, and what does that feel like in me? So you're letting the energy sort of inform you, guide you, sort of bring healing into that space evening. But to sort of notice what, what, where am I in that relationship to beauty in my life and myself? Am I finding I'm still maybe, you know, sitting in my winter clothes and I haven't shed those parts yet? Like, do you know, like, am I going, oh no, you only do that for good occasions. You know, like everything else stays the same. You're sort of meeting the edges of where can I allow beauty into my bloody life? Like, and can I look at myself and go, I feel beautiful. Like, no matter what I might be wearing, even my tracksuit bombs going, I still feel like great. I feel beautiful. But allowing that sense in, like, because it really feeds from the external, as we said, like the summer's very external. So we're letting the external really feed the internal through all of the colours. Like, do you know, like, you know, the colours in autumn and winter are beautiful. But if you think of summer, it's like every variation is there. Like, so you're letting yourself drink it in. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that kind of right away triggered sort of a practice that, that I would do a lot, not just in summer, but to harness exactly that summer quality. And that is to do exactly what you're saying, but in meditation. So, you know, sit yourself, if you, if the weather allows, sit, sit outside on a tree in a field, or if you're inside, open up the window. And if you're anywhere close to nature, you just really, as you're, as you're settling in and as you're closing your eyes, you just 
notice the sounds that are coming in you know and they can be beautiful bird sounds or it can be beautiful car sounds that just drives past you know but it's it's really staying with every sensory input that comes in the wind that brushes over your face and to not eliminate anything you know we're talking about last episode as well about that that expansiveness of summer that very jupiterian quality if you want to bring sort of like an element of the astrology and jupiter in the form of growth that says yes to life says yes to everything so sitting in meditation and saying yes to every sound every sensation everything that comes in and just like on a visceral level really experience the dimensionality and the layeredness of life you know so what that really teaches us is that what we might just spot in a moment that just seems that's just that there is so much more going on underneath and to me that is bringing forward that idea of the connectedness you know so then not just noticing what you're sensing what you're hearing but also to to feel yourself within that web, you know? And so that's why it's beautiful to do that outside because you can literally, you know, you hear sounds behind you and in front of you and you're the mediator, like you're, you're in between and you're hearing all of that. And so how does that connect you to the web of existence? But also it gives just this natural, and, it's, and it can be a short, you know, it can be like a five minute, a two minute. It can be a moment of just a couple of breaths, you know, in between picking up the kids from wherever you are. If you're sitting in the car waiting to stroll down, you know, any sounds, even if you hear kids playing in the school ground or what, what it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Or like a building site, you know, like that's the idea of summer saying literally yes to everything and just noticing them the richness of the moment and i think that teaches us so much and then we take an aspect of that into our life where we go wow okay i see the richness of this moment you know while i'm queuing up for a coffee or while i'm you know having this conversation with this this friend you know there is so much more than just the words exchanged you know like i start to feel that web and i think summer is so much about noticing that we are held by this web of life you know, winter is then way more like this individualistic who am I within all of that. But the summer is just like noticing the the world around us. So I think a meditation like that can be just beautiful, um, especially especially when you feel a little disenfranchised. If you feel a little, you know, just on, on everyone else is having a great summer and you just like it, it, your inner summer doesn't feel like that. If you just feel like you can't quite. And we all go through these parts where we almost feel like we've numbed out to life. You know, if you want to bring even just like an aliveness back into your relationships or into into how you relate to people at, at, at your job, I think a simple meditation like that every once in a while, it's just like it opens up your pores. But I, I envision when I'm doing this meditation, I'm imagining every cell to be almost like a light bulb with like a little switch. And as the noticing comes in um, and reverberates, it's like this, this light bulb is switched on and... You know, and I, and I can scan my body for those parts of my body that are receptive to that. And those parts, some light bulbs just don't want to go on. And I've learned to hold that in compassion rather than going in manually and switching on those light bulbs. <laughs> but essentially just working with that and noticing, you know, where, where, how we maybe become numb to receive the beauty of life as well. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Really nice. I like that. So I do. And then... Let me think. Mm. So we were mentioning in the last episode, our little pleasure. So it could be find your little practices that actually bring you pleasure versus the practices that I have to be doing. And our practices sometimes shift in summer too, like because we maybe are outside more. 
So it's like, even though they're my practice, can I take, like as you said, meditate outside? Can I take it outside? Like, you know, like, so I can really experience it in a different space and a different energy and in myself at a different time in my life as well. Like, because they're meant to ebb and flow also. Like, so we might find instead of being in our, in our house doing our meditation practice or our yoga practice or our Reiki practice or whatever, or even our journey in practice that we're outside in the fullness of nature, in the fullness of being all of our senses, being alive to what is happening around us and rather than being distractions that they add to it. And you can do that any season really like, but for summer it's like, it is so alive. There's so many more little, like I hear there'd be so many more little birds jumping around. There's so many more cats flying around as well, not flying, but running around that way. But you've more sounds, you've more life. The ground feels very different to lie on versus this time of year. So it's like letting all of the senses be awake, like because if we're in a summer and that's where we're really in touch or getting in touch with our intuitive and we're really co-creating with spirit then we want our senses to be more alive so we're really tracking or coming into alignment with the little subtleties of going mm, not yet 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 leap leap now go for the leap now or pause do the inner work get ready then leap or whatever it might be like but to me the summer is about that you just take that jump and go okay I, i've honed it enough i've looked at it enough i've put it into 10 different boxes Let's just actually put it out there now. Like that was so to me it's like the the senses let them be alive to everything that's going on externally and internally and then let let that guide the way. Yeah, I love that. To me, somewhere else this kind of quality of randomness, you know, where you you know, you might just make a decision mm. to not buy the book that the algorithm suggests to you. <laughs> but just go and buy a random book or ask a friend to, or to give you a book of, you know, something that they love rather than you love. And you do a book exchange and you get them something, you know, or, you know, go, if you've never gone sea swimming, I don't think that many people in Ireland at this point, but if you've never yeah. gone sea swimming, maybe go sea swimming. Or if you're, you know, you never were into hiking, just give it a hike. And it's not to forcefully invoke something that's not in alignment with you but it's just the energies are there to open our eyes and so it's like this allowing ourselves to experience something even just for one moment you know this i don't have to become a hiker you know i can just have a good time with my friends and then go afterwards you know i really enjoyed that hike but hiking is not for me but it's 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 this poking out to me what comes to my mind in terms of a shape is it's like the shape of a star you know the reaching out um into into the peripheries and using our friends and the network we have to kind of be curious and interested about what they are doing you know that which makes us different and just you know i doesn't I, I love nothing more but listening to someone who is into something that i have absolutely no clue about someone that's really passionate there's the fire sort of thing element in it again uh, someone who's really passionate about uh, passionate about something and that can be gardening that can be childcare, that can be travel that can be really anything you know uh that can be deep physical alignment just like it, it there's no boundary to that but i think there's something inspiring about listening to someone who's really, really into whatever they're doing. And that opens my horizon. Doesn't mean that I'm starting to study whatever that person is studying, but by association, their fire, their inspiration, like helps me remember where I maybe have gone a little bit lukewarm in my own life with the things that I actually love, but I forgot that I love them. 
so you know summer is that quality of randomness so to me that's always a beautiful antidote of when I feel like I've gotten a little I dragged my winter all the way into summer and like this is who I am this is what I do and this is what I don't do and you know don't start pushing me around on that it's like okay when I notice like in my mind these are sort of the qualities that start to build around and the walls are coming up um that's sort of what I what I'm trying to do you know people who I trust um and for them to introduce something new to my life you know just for the experience shaking up shaking up the shaking it up that way and taking off any of the other cobwebs that are still there like yeah uh, like it's kind of like the spontaneity like you know in summer it's where you're going to go let's fuck it let's just book somewhere and head off like let's head on a road trip let's just go and explore mm-hmm. let's expand the horizons like that's hopefully why we go on our holidays is to go into another part of the world and see the world through their eyes possibly or to see the beauty that is in their culture so it's expanding our horizons and hopefully we bring some of that back with us that way so we feel we can hold more that we can see things differently that it's maybe left an imprint on us in some way that way that that allows us to see ourselves even maybe through different eyes like because during the summertime when we do leave our little nest and we go on out into the world or especially then when we go abroad we we are different so why am I so different when I am abroad possibly why am I so different maybe when I'm heading off on my road trips versus my day-to-day life what are the qualities that I experience in those moments and why can't I allow myself to experience them more when I'm here like in my so-called normal life like so they're they're informing but they're an energy that we're experiencing like so if I'm only ever relaxed when I get away for my, you know, if you're if it's your two week holiday or your month or whatever it is, then we're like, we, we have a bit of a problem like that way. It's like, so it's how can, or if I only feel excitement at those times or only feel that's the only time I'm allowed to be myself, then we have more work to be doing. Like, but it's like, to me, it's like, that ex- to me it's like that Jupiter, that expansion, it broadens the whole horizons so then I can bring that back with me rather than I can only have that when I am in wherever Italy or when I'm in Bali or when I am in America, wherever it is you, your place is. Like, so can I have that here? Like, that would I go, yeah. And I think that is exactly what makes the ride and journey into autumn and winter just so much smoother because it's it's this through these these practices we discover parts of ourselves that we maybe have abandoned and so then when we talk about letting go of external things and we're letting go of you know the tree let's go of, mm. let go of the leaves which are part of the tree but are not essential to the tree's survival so this is when we go into autumn and winter it's like shedding what's not authentically us we can shed those things much easier if we have actually a greater understanding of who we are and so the summer is that idea of not becoming somebody else, but actually discovering all those parts of you that have lying dormant for such a long time, potentially, you know, um, because we all, you know, have our aspects where we feel like we need to fit in or this is the way we need to mold ourselves. So we're either accepted by society or so we'd be productive or so, you know, fill in uh, loved or worthy or fill in slightly different for each and every one of us. But that's sort of, I think most people have that sort of tone within ourselves to kind of work through. So this randomness of the summer, this beauty, this soaking, this uh, sense of adventure as well, 
you know, I think of like summer as well as like that Sagittarius quality of, you know, fire, mutable fire, a bit random, bit, bit, you know, changeable, you know, it's, but seeing the beauty in that, not having to exactly confirm or define yourself into that one expression, just like giving yourself and some of the time to explore other aspects of you. So then hopefully at the end of the summer, you have a more fuller view of yourself or, you know, experience of yourself. So then you can let go of all the things that you actually not are. And then autumn and winter become this beautiful celebration of who you really are, rather than this dry spell of waiting for the next summer. So, and again, in that we're setting ourselves up. So yeah, yeah, I love that idea of like when you're traveling and what are you discovering, you know, and then take that with you. Yeah, you because of, okay, yeah, as you move on, like because if, if if I'm only waiting for one for three or four months every year to enjoy life, that's a lot of time then where I'm not having life force I'm not enjoying I don't have energy for life like that way so to me like living with the seasons is where I begin to understand why I don't why I say I don't like winter or I don't like autumn or I love summer and I hate spring or whatever it is like or as soon as the season's done I'll be happy that I get to explore those reasons like because they can all shift and change and if they don't at least I can really truly understand why and then I can have compassion with myself in each of those seasons then. like, But like the summer is that we feel that infinite potential. I can do anything like, you know, I could, like as you said, we can't do everything. We might think we can, but it's like I can do anything like. So if I was to harness that and tap into that, doesn't mean I have to do it. But can I align to it and then see what's in the way, what's between me and that? What is the programming, the beliefs, the self-talk, the generational patterns, the like the economic differences or the cultural differences that get in the way of that there? Because then I can start working maybe with some of those rather than letting my potential just die and not actually be tended to. Like. And there's this, this weird thing that in the western world that we do with the summer energy i find there is this um absolute hype on driving our productivity which to some extent mm. has sort of that early summer energy you know being productive putting yourself out there go ahead and you know and do this but there is also this quality of summer of doing things like a child does something not to be on purpose not to be on point not to get paid for not to you know for the experience in itself and we've even adjusted like our whole system of of learning and studying you know every everything that we study sort of funnels into a particular job whereas if you actually go way way back to education when when people started studying something it was out of interest it was something was intriguing and i wanted to know more about that so you know it, it to me it's about finding the balance you know um of course we live in a in a in a material world where bills have to be paid we 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 need want jobs um hopefully vocations as well um but to not kill you know the other side of somewhere that brings us so much pleasure so much joy by not having to be productive just enjoying something for the other because collectively there's such a big big wound around worthiness and it's it's to me that's that's this this the two two sides of the summer energy the higher and the lower energy is like you know being productive, but then not 
feeling we deserve it in a way and there there's collectively a lot for that and it 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 makes for for people to to produce a lot and we see that in the current structures you know but not everyone is receiving not everyone is receiving in the in the same proportions you know as as the as the effort has gone out to so to me working with the summer energy has actually also um like a much greater societal context to it so as every one of us figures out this you know how much joy how much productivity how much receiving how much doing it 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 shifts sort of collectively that we all step into more of a worthiness and as a result of that we shift the structural patterns in our society you know the relationship between how many hours do we need to put in and as a result we're actually all living for the weekend we live for you know the holidays we live for retirement but i'm always wondering what happens with those hours and those days in between where your soul you know your your life spirit is just pushed down so much you know until it gets to live from friday evening till Sunday lunchtime because Sunday evening usually we're already starting to go back into absolutely so what does that do to us you know it's like this it's been just squeezed out um just to be productive and that's our pure point of existence you know so there there is that reflection to it as well that invite us all to do um finding finding individual and i don't think there is a solution that fits everyone you know couldn't possibly be but just to reflect where we all have been caught at different levels to where we've been caught where i'm organizing my entire life around being productive and actually cannot receive you know that worthiness element and how much time and i know we have a lot of you know, yoga teachers listening, we have a lot of, you know, holistic practitioners listening, where that struggle is is real, where there is, where education is really, really expensive. And when the heart and soul is there, because everyone wants to help and, you know, has the best intentions for, for society and everyone, and there's so much time given to and effort given to. But so many in these professions are then literally can pay their bills. So there is somewhere internally each and every one of us has to ask ourselves questions but as a society together we also have to ask greater questions that we probably can't answer possibly in this podcast (laughs) nor individually but it is it is just a conversation i feel that's important to have especially during these times to like how can we organize ourselves as as humanity so we get to enjoy both sides of the summer you know really celebrating the productivity and then also really kick back you know let the sun shine on our belly and not rush the way tribes have done it you know if you see even animal kingdoms is like and they have no fridges so they they figure out a way of survival in the moment but they're not working all day every day at heart they still have that sense of play and rest and afternoon naps you know so it's like how can we how can we integrate that aspect of the summer quality uh, that i think we all need Mm, it's enjoying it's the like we were chatting about like in both of these podcasts the community aspect the pleasure the joy the childlike a- aspect and all that like and if we remember our summers when we were young we were mostly outside like we weren't sitting going i need to plan my next five years like do you know we were out taking the enjoyment we're out lying just soaking in the the, hopefully the sunlight possibly that way like but just soaking in the enjoyment of that pause that break that breath like of just being there and looking at the beauty all around us like so like with the summer we have that lot of that active energy but it's also inviting us in to enjoy it 
you know, like to enjoy what's happening there. Like, so we don't get lost in the pushing, the overextension of ourselves, which is very much a summer energy. Like I'll take on, yeah, you've another five projects, throw them on my desk. And then we forget to go oh, look at the one and go, why is everybody else out there lying? at the park enjoying life like and I haven't and then we get bitter and then we realize we're misaligned and then we might try and force our way through that or as we place loads of expectations on what I should be able to do with this energy you know like so the expectation is like well I have this and it's you know the active energy therefore I should now and I should have it all done maybe by the end of whatever so we place so much pressure on ourselves rather than pulling back and going actually let's just you know I can do my work but I can also dip and enjoy and be spontaneous and soak in the summer and absorb that life force into all of my cells like and as a fucking world we're just taught like produce 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 and if you're lying on your bed, still keep producing. Please put on your computer and type something in there. Do you know, like, and as you said, people in our line of work and out there, it's even more so because you're always trying, people are always trying to produce something new rather than maybe sometimes let things go through their life cycles because there could be another reiteration of the same thing, but with a whole new layer of information within it. Like, do you know, like, so we're really sort of hopefully learning to pull back realign like because to me the summer is the teaching us to realign to what what is truly important to me like we get that in winter and we get it in autumn but in the summer we're more than likely hopefully doing more of what we really enjoy which is probably out just enjoying life like you know and we're not maybe actually doing much else besides you know, like lounging outside going for our ice creams going for our walks climbing the mountain sitting beside the water running off to the beach sort of thing so you know we're going right like if, if I only get this here we need to realign like uh, wait, and it's, it's just bigger deeper questions because then it obviously comes with all of that the fears then but if I stop what happens if I rest what happens if I go off for the day Sure, who will answer the emails? You know, all things that at the end of the day when we're lying on our deathbed will not matter at SH1T that way. Like, but we're allowing this moment of summer to guide us to what is the life I want to live? Like, and then through cycles and cycles and cycles, can I start realigning into that? Because I'm not going to get there possibly in one year or even the next cycle. But to start, sometimes we have to ask the bigger questions in the summer when we're feeling that infinite potential within us because that can allow us to think so much bigger when I say bigger it's not bigger us and bigger more but us and just wider in that way like a different perspective off it all like and then in a sense the summer is abundant so what the hell does that really mean like do you know like and it's not usually it can be and I understand it is about the bottom line but there's so much more that is in that bottom line than just figures like do you know, because I could have a full bank account, but not actually have left the house in six months or six years or seen another human being. Like, so to me, it's all those kind of deep questions as well. Like, Love that. And I've probably gone off tangent, sorry. <laughs> not at all. I think, I think those big questions are are to be asked, you know, in the summer. And the winter has a different angle to deep questions, but I think mm. in the summer, I think there's so much you know right at our fingertips that's just ready to open up for us that you know that we sometimes just miss because we're just doing all these other things so um 
Yeah, what a beautiful way to come to an end of this podcast. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna add, or do you feel we haven't touched on for this episode? Oh, I feel I've talked enough. <laughs> nah, no, no, just just if you're in your little summer, enjoy it. Mm. And if you're not, you'll get there and enjoy it when you're there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, Rosie, thank you so much again for this really, really like, enjoyable uh, conversation. Thank you to um, you guys for listening. Um, and we're really excited to hear from you, you know, um, how this these conversations resonate with you. So drop us, as always, emails or Instagram us or, you know, whichever way you want to reach it. We love hearing from you guys and have a beautiful week. And we'll be back in touch next week with another episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dowling. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdowling.com and thethirstysoul.com. Mm-hmm.